0: Ahsoka has come and gone, and we feel a little sad of the fact that Ray Stevenson is uh, no longer with us, of course, but uh, to a lesser extent, that also means that uh, the future of Balin Skull, a little bit in doubt, and we're not really sure what is going to happen with that character. Do they recast? Do they change something with him? Do they cast him off? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that Uh, not a little bit about that. We are going to do, uh, our speculating on that today on TRB. So welcome everybody to the resistance broadcast. I'm John. That's James. Uh, yeah, James, I do not envy Dave Filoni, uh, in in what he has to do with this character that clearly I didn't find one person that didn't like this character, uh, whether that's online or people I talked to. Um, and of course, you know, the performance that he put in and adding to where, we left off with that character. Dave Floney is in a tough, tough spot. And uh, we're definitely going to chat about that later. But uh, I do not envy him at all.
1: Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: tough sledding. Um, so how are you doing, buddy? You got the, uh, the Coca-Cola Galaxy's Edge shirt. Yeah. Is that Galaxy's
1: Edge? I guess it is. Batu. It's related to Galaxy's Edge, but I think of it as a celebration shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's yeah. where I think everybody got it. Um, yeah. But it was when they were announcing that stuff. Yeah, man. You know, I think about Celebration Tokyo all the time. And I just, yeah, I hope like everything comes together
0: and we go. It just sounds so
1: awesome, you know.
0: It's uh, so, it's long so ways away, far away that I don't even like, I haven't even processed that I'm going to Japan.
1: Yeah. It's like, uh, I I watched that clip the other day of Filoni at celebration saying far, far away. And I was just like thinking, like, when's the next celebration? And I'm like, far, far away.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what is he going to say at that celebration to drop like something, you know, significant that we aren't aware of in a casual conversation? Probably
1: more details on the discussion that we're going to have later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Um, all right let's get into this thing uh first before we do that uh we want to thank everybody for listening and watching trb we appreciate it uh, if you haven't yet check out our discussion on part eight of ahsoka uh it's on the channel or your favorite podcast app and make sure you're subscribed to the show whether that's spotify apple wherever soundcloud amazon podbean who knows where uh but of course also on our youtube channel youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast And for our patrons, uh, a lot of people joined the base recently, James. And it's very cool to see people coming in. Uh, I don't know if part of that's because of the disillusionment with social media. And we have our Discord server for Commanders and up. Uh, But a lot of people are popping in, which is very cool. So uh, if you have been considering supporting what we do here at TRB, uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Tiers start at 5 bucks, And we have uh, a lot of exclusive content over there, including... Uh, exclusive mini podcast episodes, live streams, Q and A's, commentaries, uh, the discord server, a lot of cool stuff. Polls, poll chats. In
1: depth conversations, sometimes like chats with other patrons, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes. A lot going on over there. So check it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And if uh, you're able to, Uh, Throw some support. We appreciate that. If not, that's cool. But either way, uh, we are going to roll on with the show here. And James, uh, the old faithful is back again this week. So let's get into it. I fear nothing for all this, as the Force wills it.
1: Will of the Force is back. That's right. Because this section is the one segment of the show where we pitch questions and choose from the resistance officers uh, on our Patreon and do the best to decide, will this happen in the Star Wars world or will it not happen in the Star Wars world? And we are going to kick it off with this one, which I think is a um, pretty good one, to be honest with you, John. Uh, this one uh, here is, will we see any other planets besides Peridia in a distance, distant galaxy? And I think this is pretty good, but that's why I want to hear what you have to say about it because I'm interested to see where
0: you think this could go. I think yes. Um, Because for the first almost 50 years of Star Wars, we've lived in this one galaxy far, far away. And we've seen so many cool places, places that looked earthy, of course, but then places that looked absolutely zany and wild, like Felucia and uh a lot of planets whether that was in the prequels or clone wars or wherever to think that we're gonna all of a sudden open up this gateway and you know, of storytelling to this new galaxy and then just have this like very bland desolate uh rocky uh, mountains of california or whatever <laughs> as our only example of this other galaxy uh, i have a hard time believing that so i think we will And I hope we see some like other weird type of uh, planetary stuff.
1: Hmm. I'm actually in and on no. I think, um, I think the other galaxy is only serving one purpose. And I don't think it's so that we can open up. New storytelling because we've exhausted our current galaxy because I think no matter what, we can always go to new worlds and we can always do other things. the this one aspect of storytelling was, where could we send this character where they can't just get to it by using hyperspace? You know, they don't know where he is, but once they find him, then there's no there's no story about like, Well, once you're on that planet, you're not going to be able to get off. You know, it just feels like anybody could get there. It's very simply. We have to make it so far that you have to have a massive contraption or you have to be somehow capturing nature to get there. But once we get there, that's just that one spot, that one room. I don't think we need to explore that other galaxy. And it would almost feel a little strange, I think, to... to um try to build the story over there where like the real purpose is getting Ahsoka and Sabine home. Yep. Um so I, I think like get them home and then let's just keep moving the story along because the whole purpose of that other galaxy has already been served. Ezra needed to be over there and but, they and they need to be also like trapped. So
0: why does it have to just be in Ahsoka?
1: No, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Is we could open up those other doors, but I just, I think the only reason the other galaxy was even brought in was to have a storytelling mechanic.
0: All right,
1: not All so right. much to like make it because we're running out of ideas over here, and we could do so much more if we just open up another door and go at that down that route. I think it was only the storytelling mechanic of. You know, we can't get there using regular hyperspace. It needs to be that far away or that distant. It needs to be a, we... a penetrable fortress. And now that we're out of it, once we save Ahsoka and stuff, then we don't need to go back.
0: We will see. All right, what's next? We
1: will see. Um, the next question for Will the Force is actually coming from one of our patrons, uh, specifically Major John Bracco? Braco? Yeah. All right. Um, John let me know if I'm saying that wrong or the better yet the correct way to say it Um, uh, Major John wanted to know uh, assuming Shin is the new leader of the nomads will her story continue with battling Ahsoka and Sabine on their quest to get back home it's my turn to go first and I'm going to say absolutely yes I think so I'm, I'm interested in how they're going to get Shin to come home with them because I don't want Ahsoka season two or whatever, you know, to be Sabine and Ahsoka get saved or they figure out a way to go home. And then Shin is left abandoned on that planet again. Um, and like nobody's coming for her. Um, I... I'm definitely uh, saying there will be more with that character. There's a point in showing that character going up over the nomads and saying, I own you now I am your leader. And, uh, if that thread does not, uh, pick up in the next season, uh, when she becomes the leader of this group who could terrorize Ahsoka and Sabine and give them a little bit of foil, uh, while they're still trying to get off the planet. Um, I'd be pretty surprised. What do you think, John?
0: I still have this weird feeling that there is a chance this character could turn. Um, I thought the same thing you did. She has to come back to the known galaxies, and that's going to have to... The only way to do that is with Sabine and Ahsoka. and I don't think that's going to be as their prisoner. I don't think she's that type of character. Mm-hmm. So it could be a situation where... I mean, first off, I think yes, initially this will be the case to John to uh, Major John's question and thank you for the question. I think it yeah. will start this way. Um, because you need something to kick off the next season, because there's not much else going on for Sabine and Ahsoka right now unless we dive fully into what Balin's got going on. So I think that'll be a good way to kick off some action for them is to have that that uh conflict. But I just have this feeling whether it's like Ahsoka like critically wounds her and then sort of feels bad for her and brings her on board the fulcrum and they fly, you know, get home somehow. But I think she is coming home with them. And I, I really don't, I I've said this before and I really don't think Dave Filoni does things in Star Wars just to do them. And I think that scene where Ahsoka told Shin, I can help you is planting a seed of something for later. And I think, um, that wasn't just there to show that Ahsoka's compassionate. We know she is; she's one of the most yep. fleshed-out characters in Star Wars. We don't—we didn't need to hear that from Ahsoka. That was told for us for Shin, uh, and Shin like stood there for a second, and you—she clearly thought about it, and then she took off. So I think there is something happening here for her. I think we will see her still doing the villainous stuff with the Nomads. Is that—is that their official name? Did I miss that? I guess that's no. yeah. yeah. I just but, think that's what they are. Yeah. So, but but I do think there's a chance that she will make a turn here. So, yeah,
1: I will say one of the interesting thing is like is to think about the possibility that like if she does have a turn or something, and she like you know I could see Ahsoka and Sabine like getting ready to leave, and they're like, "Are you coming with us?" And she like turns around and looks at the turtle people, and she's like. I think I'm going to stay, you know what I mean? Like she, like they need me, they need me or something, you know, something along those lines. I feel like that storyline would only really work if we saw Shin doing horrible things before and kind of like a Kylo Ren situation where like, if I go back, like you guys know I'm cool, but if I go back, society is not going to let me come back. So, I'm just going to stay here. But we never saw anything like that out of Shin. So her like self-isolation, I don't think that really works either. I think she's, I I don't know, man. I don't know about a turn, but I'm just really interested to see how she's going to get back because I like the idea of her being that mall character, that one that just continually, continually makes the wrong decisions and always can't ever catch a breath yeah got your break, you know,
0: yeah that's true
1: um all yeah. right, we're gonna move on to the next one here, and this is this is gonna feed into what we were just talking about because we want to know, will Sabine and ahsoka return to the known galaxy using through the world between worlds? John, you're first on this one, and I think your answer has to be yes, because you. When you have a question like this, I go, oh, I, I know what he's thinking. Do you? <laughs> well, we'll see. What what do you think? Uh, Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, only you because... You want to propose
1: it because it's your theory.
0: Yeah, and I'm not the biggest uh, World Between Worlds guy. I really don't like it very much unless they make it so that it's like where the force ghosts hang or whatever. But... Mm-hmm. But they have just set so many things in motion with this series that I feel like it's just going to get weirder. So, and the fact that of Anakin showing up at the end there just m- makes it a, a more of a more of a solidified yes for me. Because why else would he be rolling up right now? So, I'm going to go with yes, they will, and Anakin will sort of be their conduit.
1: Yeah, it really does make sense. It's an easy way for them, like, because part of me goes, well, if the whales are coming there to die, you know, like isn't there any chance that they could be like, hey, can, you know, you think you could drop us off or something. Uh, like they do go there to die, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not visiting regularly. I think we sort of established that earlier. So there are whales around, and c- couldn't they use the ship to go up and dock with another whale And do it again, yeah. I know, but I mean, if I was in their position, I'd be like, are oh, we not going to talk about the obvious thing? Let's just go back using the whales. We already did it, you know? You talked to them. You communicated what needed to happen. It opened up. It let us travel, you know? I, I, but I I get the feeling that that's off the table. So what is the new option? I think you might be right. I think they might open up that, that, that possibility of what we sort of saw maybe in rise of Skywalker where like you could hand something over the force. You could sort of walk through that gate, uh, and be in the other space. Um, you're right. that Anakin is there. He's watching over. I think that's the impression that we all get, but it could serve a bigger purpose that he could be there to be like, um, you, you guys, you guys know how the world, how this works, right? You could just, Like, if you focus, if you use your energy, you can concentrate yourself back to that, you know, or whatever. I I think there could be some wild stuff coming. Ahsoka's like, hey, Sabine, shove me off this cliff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've got an idea. You remember what happened before? Watch. (laughs) Just kick me in the
0: chest right off this cliff, and we'll see what happens.
1: (laughs) All right, we got another one from one of our patrons, uh, and this one is coming from Commander Megan Powler. Uh, Polar Polar Polar. I'm pad with names Polar Okay Um, Megan asks us the question Will Balin Be recast And I think That is Our initial setup To our bigger discussion But off the top I'm going to say Yes John I don't want to give away too much Because I know we're going to talk about it
0: Uh, Yeah I think so um, and I, I, ever since I thought of this, I was, I'm hoping it's Gerard Butler. I think he'd be perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Replacement for uh, Ray Stevenson. Um, because you know, we don't have another choice, uh, but to replace him if they're going to go forward with the character. So, um, yeah, I, I think they will, I think they have to, so I think that's what's right. going to happen. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. Well, then with that being said, let's close up the box
1: on Will the Force and let's head into our discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do.
0: All right. Yep. Um, we're all still reeling about it. But uh, with the loss of Ray Stevenson, the, it begs the question, especially after we all saw the end of uh, season one of Ahsoka, what is Balin Skull's future in uh, this story? now that uh, Ray Stevenson has passed. Um, In my opinion, one of the most interesting new characters in Star Wars in quite some time. But unfortunately, we lost uh, a great actor who brought him to life, uh, which we now know (laughs) the Ahsoka ends with Balin literally standing on the formation of the Mortis Father on Peridia with the hand pointing out to uh, some sort of tower with a shiny... Star at the top. Yeah. Uh, now, his story clearly appears to be just developing after all the teases that happened throughout this first season. So where do they go from here? What do they do? Uh, you, you've you heard our answers in Will of the Force. We both think a recast is happening. But let's dive just a little deeper here, James, in terms of where they could take Balan forward. So maybe like a mixture of what do they do from a production standpoint with the char- character with an actor, but also the character. Now we touched a bit on the future of the character when we speculated last week on uh, TRB live, but um, to kick things off, we both said recast. Uh, I, I don't really care who it is. I would prefer someone who sort of looks like him um, so that we still, you know, feel like it's Balin. Um, I like a Gerard Butler there. Do you have anyone in mind? Um, no, not really. I
1: I remember seeing uh I've seen a couple posts like on Twitter where they're like, what about this person? what about you know And some of them I don't even know who they are. I'm like, yeah, it looks like them, you know, but it's always one of those things where like can so and so carry like this prestigious actor could And in some cases, you know, I don't really care if, um, you know, let's say Liam Hemsworth or something looks like him. It's kind of one of those things where like, yeah, but Liam Hemsworth playing that character is not going to feel like, it's not going to feel like Balin's Skull, you know, it's mm-hmm. got to kind of, it's got to be someone who can know what they need to do to pull it off. And, you know, I was kind of thinking one of the other directions that we could go with this is kind of looking at the times they have recast people and other times when maybe they haven't recast people and why, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I know there are some other things out there. Like, uh, I think one that stands out to me is like the Gina Carano thing. Like, they could have recast, but chose not to. And why would that be any different, you know, in this scenario? And I don't know, right off the top of my head is like, that. you know, they set up things for that character too. That character was probably going to get their own series. Um, and Ahsoka has got something set up, but probably not even like that big um, as far as getting their own like spinoff. So, but it, it's interesting to me because like, I feel like the the other story was like a, political thing and i remember at the time like it was it felt weird because i was like no other actress wants to be that character and how is how is it different now do you think there are other actors that are like i'm excited to fill the role like i you know um i still think that's the case that like they they're gonna recast but don't there's do you feel uh, like that would be a tough decision for an actor to step into the boots?
0: No. Uh no. only because I think it's it's very different going from an actor seemingly just losing their job due to, you know, certain things and there being a stigma on that that actor still around talking about how I got wronged, I should have oh, right. been playing the role. Yep. The, that's a good point. Castmates, you know, still seemingly have good relationships with her in private. Um, it's not all the and hysteria that happened on social media, which really just gained steam to the point of no return. Um, whereas like you, Ray you could almost died. I mean, yeah, you could almost get to the impression that, like,
1: Ray Stevenson, if he were capable, he would be like. I'm so glad that so and so gets to finish my character. You know, it's, I obviously can't, so they're stepping in, and I'm so proud of them for everything that they did. It's like almost like something you could come up with. Whereas, obviously, in a situation where somebody was fired, they wouldn't be able to say that. They'd be like, "That's my character. That see, guy stole it from me," you know, or whatever is how it feels. Yeah,
0: here's a here's a good example for for like rock and roll fans. It's like ACDC. I had a feeling we were going to go with the lead singer. Well, yeah, ACDC's lead singer Bon Scott dies and then they bring in Brian Johnson and fans embrace it. They put out Back in Black, one of the greatest albums of all time because people are like, our band is back. We're so sad that they lost their singer. We're rooting for them. And then look at um, Van Halen where they kick out David Lee Roth and they bring in Sammy Hagar and a bunch of fans are like, that sucks. Bring back David Lee Roth. Boo, you know? It's just like that type of situation. It's similar to this where they're like Lucasfilm has no choice. He died. He passed away suddenly, tragically after completing this set of episodes. Um, So I think it's that situation more like the ACDC thing where us fans are like rooting for them to like, you know, because Dave Filoni's his first live action series. Like we're rooting for him to succeed here. He has this juggernaut character that everybody seems to love in this fandom where it's always so split on things and people hate a lot of things and people love different things. People are all pretty much like this guy's awesome and the actor passes <laughs> away. Uh, so I think it's one of those things where if someone came in and you know, puts out a statement about you know Ray was so great, there's no way I could fill his shoes, but I will do the best I can. People will root for that person immediately. Um, so I think it's I think it's easier than you know if they were to attempt to replace yeah. Cara Dune and also Cara Dune was a, a a forgettable character and I literally mean that because by the time we got to the middle of season three of Mandalorian I completely forgot about that character I wasn't like oh man I wonder what Cara Dune would be doing now didn't even enter my brain whereas Balin Skull if they pick up season two of Ahsoka and they they start with part nine. And they're like, yeah, Balin never returned from Purdy and stuff. And then we never heard it from him again. I'd be like, Oh God, that's such a sour taste. <laughs> like it's just two different animals. So I think yeah. they, as we said, I think they are recasting and they will move forward with the story plan because also let's not forget Dave Filoni got approval to direct a feature film under the Lucasfilm banner for Disney to finish this story there's no way he didn't already have an outline set up where this character played a role in it he would have to really change everything if they Mm -hmm. just took Balin completely out of it so I think recast seems the most logical and then we have to decide or not decide but then we have to wonder how they are moving forward with that quickly because you did a a great job at at laying
1: that out now how is that different than say Carrie Fisher when she passed, couldn't you all say the same thing of like, you know, somebody coming in and filling the shoes and we would all be cheering for because we want star Wars to succeed. You know, it's like all the same thing. I know, but it's like, it's, it feels like it's the same argument, but then it, there's something else where you're like, Uh, But I feel like the only reason they didn't do that is because they actually felt like they could pull it off with some existing footage. And I don't think that they they diminished her role in that movie, but they managed to still make it meaningful using the footage that they had. And I don't think they would do that for... Ray Stevenson in a season two of Ahsoka trying to finish up his story using old footage and CG and stuff. So it's like, it's it, there's something there that they go, um, you know, Hey, we have to have this, this character continue because it's not Cara Dune, but we can't just, you know, sort of fake and wrap up the story using CG and kind of end that kind of quickly and just kind of wrap it up like we did with rise of Skywalker. Yeah. There's more that needs to be told here. So I think we're in that weird sweet spot where I think fans just rally around the idea of like, do you want more of the character or not? Do you want to know more about what was going on? He was standing on top of the father's hand pointing to the future and his destiny do you want to see it or do you not? And we're going to go, "Yeah, we want to see it." And then they're going to go, "We need somebody else to play the character." Sorry. Right.
0: You yeah. know, it just it, is what it is. Yeah.
1: So, I, I, that's why I think we are both landing on recasting.
0: Yeah. And the lay of things different obviously because, you know, Carrie Fisher played the character for 40 years and uh they were finishing that story um and I actually I personally think as weird as it is, I think Rise of Skywalker was Leia's best role in that whole trilogy. I think she had the biggest impact on the story. I think even some of her humor landed, where it didn't seem to in especially in Last Jedi. I, I felt like she did a great job with the with the footage they used and how they implemented it. So, um, but yeah, like going forty years with Carrie Fisher, and then in the final movie of this saga. Being like, here's Julianne Moore as Leia. Be like, nope, absolutely (laughs) not. No thanks. Um, So Dame Helen Mirren as I know, yeah, yeah, Leia. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Taylor Swift (laughs) as no. Yeah, Um, but and then Balin. Like we're we're just getting started with Balin. So now it's like, well, yeah, they can recast him. Sort of like um richard harris getting replaced by michael gambin who also recently just passed away as uh dumbledore after the second harry potter movie right um so you get somebody who you can make him up to do right exactly
1: (laughs) we we have to tell more dumbledore we need dumbledore yeah (laughs) yeah he's in these books we're not wrapping up his story and keeping him ambiguously out of everything
0: from now i know or they just film him from behind. So they're like, yeah. wait, Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> He's just running down <laughs> <Yeah>. the hallway. <laughs> they only show like his face in
1: like Harry Potter eight. <laughs> you know, it's like he like yeah, exactly. turns around for a second. and It's clearly it. He turns around and it's Harold Ramis.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Right. Yeah. Go to you. Um, yeah. So, there, I mean, each situation has its own nuance. But I think with Balin, you know, we just got introduced to him. I think there's a lot more meat on that bone. And if you get somebody who sort of looks like him, and I, I I really think Butler would be perfect. Gerard Butler would be perfect. Get the beard on him and the hair and stuff. He could really make it his own, but also pay a nice honor and tribute to what Ray handed off uh, involuntarily, of course. Um, so, That's where we're at. And the question is, though, do they feature him less? Keep the same thread, but maybe not push too much uh, weight onto that character? Or do they say, rolling on and we're going to put someone in here and they're going to crush it for Ray, for us, for the story, for Dave? and keep moving forward. I think that's the be- better way to go. Do you know,
1: I often get Russell Crowe. I know, Or yeah, I, sorry, I already did it. <laughs> I often get Gerard Butler and Russell Crowe mixed up. So when you say Gerard Butler, I go, what about Russell Crowe? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think he's great. I think he has a very, he has a type of acting, which doesn't feel like he, he has a different kind of, weight to his uh acting than um ray did uh whereas i think like maybe you're right on Gerard butler he might be able to lean more towards the ray and kind of do that whereas uh russell Crowe would be russell Crowe as Balin's skull you know what i mean right yeah uh, he wouldn't be able to like blend it as much um but uh but i i do think that that you are talking about a very very good actor who has that look and that weight that you could bring to that character. So that that's maybe one that I'm throwing out to Russell Crowe.
0: Yeah. Russell Crowe has the chops. Um, yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people have said Liev Schreiber. Um, I'm not sure. I like him, but I'm not sure about him for that role. Um, but yeah, I mean, they'll find somebody and I trust Dave Filoni because look at the casting choices he made just for this first season alone. I think he knocked almost every one of them out of the park. So Mm -hmm. keep that instinct when you go to make this very delicate and sensitive um, change. Um, Now, as far as the future of Balin's skull, um, we touched on it on TRB Live, but to just dive a bit deeper on it, uh, do you think they're going full uh, Mortis 2.0 or is it going to be Mortis but different?
1: Uh I think it's going to be more but
0: different. Um I felt like you you sort of uh poked at that on TRB live. So if you want to expand on that like so you're saying not father son daughter but something similar so, but not the same.
1: Yeah, I did throw out that idea because I look, I speculate often just the same as everybody else and I think there's been a current mindset that we've been put in where we're thinking that we know where this is all going there, the, the father, the son and the daughter are actually going to sort of be replaced by characters that we know. Uh, so who are they going to be replaced? Like, okay. Ahsoka. Oh, she's the life force of the daughter. So she's the daughter. Okay. Well then how would the, who would be the father and who would be the son and we're trying to figure it all out. I think there's always just the possibility that Dave or George would be like, Nope, that was never the plan. I don't know where that came from, but we never intended that. Yes, it's true that part of our story was that we wanted the, we said that the father or that Anakin was supposed to replace the father. He said that you're supposed to take my spot, but they also said in the same breath that if you don't do that, then bad things are going to happen in the galaxy. And Anakin, didn't do that. He chose not to and bad things happen in the galaxy. So that story of Anakin taking over the father position has played out. Now, obviously you can do anything. You could bring that back and say like, Oh, well he eventually prodigal son. He obviously did come back and became the father, you know, after so-and-so thing or whatever. um, And that rounds it all out. But I do think that there is this other thing that we need to consider which also I'll mention too, if you, if you didn't hear, if you weren't able to see the TRB live episode, I, I, w- I was playing into the Balin skull is actually my theory for the sun. So you got Anakin in the middle, Ahsoka on the light and Balin skull on the right. And then that sort of, it gives you reason to have Balin as the villain because it all sort of leads to that thing. But, uh, But I will say this, I think there is a possibility that that Balin that's just a fictional thing that we're making up. And Balin's story is to just pursue that power and maybe like, I don't know, maybe he meets up with some of these characters who are in a different form, uh, because uh, I think they even said something in the episodes, the Mortis episodes about the form that we take is just uh, a product of our surroundings or something like that, which is weird because Y'all obviously got murals to them and in those yeah. forms. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's so cool to see the the statues and and just know that there's all this history and there's been people or whatever who worshipped them as gods or th- or maybe they created those things to be like, this is the way to get to us, you know, or something. I don't know, man. It's just lore and it's awesome. And I'm very excited to see what could happen with Balin's Skull as a character who goes, if that's true, and I think it is because I am now on Peridia and I've now found the statue and I see the light in the horizon those fairy tales, those fictional dreams of and of stories of this power that's incomprehensible but obtainable. I, he's going after it, and it's just—it's such an interesting story. Light or dark doesn't even matter. It's about this character going on his own personal journey to find his dream or his destiny. You know.
0: Yeah. I Or we could I just re- pretend it you... didn't
1: happen and <laughs> not recast.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> but are you still on the Anakin is uh, going to be a part of it? Because the way I see it as, and I haven't watched, I mean, the Mortis arc is one of the things, sets of episodes of Clone Wars I've watched. I haven't watched all of Clone Wars. Um, I've watched a lot of it a long time ago but mortis is the one i think i've watched a few times um but anakin he like restores balance by killing the son because the daughter died and the father kills himself right with the dagger so i feel i feel bad because i wanted to watch all three
1: before the conversation today and i was only able to watch two of them I seem to remember that the son was dead. Anakin kills I know the, the son. daughter. Anakin kills the son. Yeah. So the son and the daughter are dead, but I don't think the father is.
0: I thought the father killed himself to like spite his son or something.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wish we had the knowledge right now.
0: Well, I mean, I could probably look it up quick, but, but what um, what's
1: your, what's your position? Well, You're I guess be me, point. if I think Anakin is still so, in play here.
0: Yeah, because the reason why I don't think he is is, well, what I said on TRB Live, that I feel like Anakin's story uh, is done. He's more of like a legacy person to support other characters now. Mm -hmm. Um, And he essentially achieved what he needed to achieve on Mortis, which was restoring balance by killing the sun. Um, So I think his relationship with that is done. Um, so I don't think he's going to be involved with this. I think he showed up to sort of like we were saying in, in will of the force help, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka get home. I don't think reintroducing Anakin to new complexities is how they want to move forward with Anakin because they like the idea that Anakin is pure now. Uh, his story was told. Yes. There was the, experience that Ahsoka had in World Between Worlds, but that's not fully real. That's, you know, what that was, whatever that was, lives within the World Between Worlds. So, I don't, I can't see them muddying him up and reintroducing him to this, but I mean, tell me why you think otherwise, if you think Anakin is going to be a part of it. Also, does he overshadow Balin, if he is a part of it?
1: Um, so, The reason I think Anakin still could be a part of it is mostly because it just fits so perfectly with the balance aspect of it, of the story. Um, He was once asked to be the father. Uh, Fathers, you know, traditionally like stand over the daughter as Anakin stood over Ahsoka, master and apprentice relationship. Um, And the only there there's obviously routes that you could take where you're like well then he walked away from it but i don't think that even even dying still does not necessarily mean to me that that's the end of a character's journey especially now since we know that anakin is rejoining ahsoka in physical form in some ways you know to still participate in what needs to be participated in <laughs> that's a weird way to say what i'm saying it but it's almost like he's as a as an embodiment of the living force is still watching life go on and he's like oh things need to still be happening and he's still part of that story he's coming back to tell her new things and you know he's he's watching over her and Sabine after they got abandoned on Peridia and so he's obviously involved as you know just as much as say like Ben was involved you know in Luke's life um, he's there to help and interfere and guide and other things like that so Anakin the entity still exists. He just exists on a higher plane now. Yeah. And so the, the, I think honestly, the biggest thing for me is the father saying, when I heard the chosen one had been born or created or whatever, I was like, Oh, I got to talk to this dude. He's the one who's supposed to replace me. If that is, that also a, a prophecy that is, is needs to come true. Because if Anakin ultimately does walk away from the father, what is the story with the father? It was prophesied that the chosen one would replace him. So does no, is he eternally now the father stuck in that position? Is that prophecy not true? Is there a different chosen one that, you know, that, that probably doesn't feel right with star Wars. I don't think that later down the line, they're going to be like, well, raise the real chosen one. Oh no. Yeah. I I don't think that's the case. I, I just, you know, I mean, it's tricky to me. And I'm like, so I feel like Anakin
0: as a, as a entity is still in play. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I just don't know how, I don't know. That's tough. Because of just how his 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 main story ended, um, I like him showing up and helping people, but I don't know about him having a new arc or what have you after his story nicely concluded with uh, saving his son and stuff. But um, it does
1: say that the yeah the father mortally wounded himself so that with, Skywalker could deliver a killing blow to the son.
0: Yes. Okay. So yeah.
1: it, the father, the son, and the daughter
0: all dead. Dead. But the daughter's Balen... life force uh, re-saves Ahsoka. Yeah, but that That's may why... be
1: it. That might, might be it. Life for life. It's not like she's eternally connected to her. It's not like the daughter is living in her. It's just like... Well, think
0: of it th- like this. Does Balin know about all that? Does he know that Ahsoka was um, the life force of the daughter... Uh, saved Ahsoka's life, and that's you know she's followed around by the convors and Morai. Um, I don't think anybody by, does.
1: I don't think well, Ahsoka. I does.
0: know, but by George Lucas's definition, true balance of the Force is destroying the dark side, and that was Anakin's prophecy. If only the daughter's spirit lives, is Ahsoka the embodiment of the balance of in the Force, and is Balin? trying to get to Mortis uh, without him realizing it. Cause he said, I don't like the idea of repeating with the Jedi and the Sith and stuff. He's like, I want to start something new. Him not knowing that he will essentially disrupt the balance of the force by creating any sort of dark entity or being any sort of dark side presence uh, offsetting that. Because I do believe if, you know, George Lucas pen to paper obi-wan telling uh, anakin you were the chosen one it was told you were you would destroy the sith and not join them that was the prophecy destroy the sith restore balance the light side lives mm-hmm. i i never saw balance of the forces light and dark have an even hand uh, not, i don't know yeah i don't we've know we've had that it...
1: discussion we've probably had yeah. a lot of new patrons since then but yeah um my,
0: or my new listeners, Quig- not even patrons. But
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, like new people that yeah. never heard that old discussion. But my, yeah, my simplest explanation when I get into w- the discussion with people is I always say it's like two baseball teams and that's balance. You got this baseball team and this baseball team. And the cheaters are the dark side. When you eliminate the cheaters, you can bring balance back to the game. They can, you know, this team can win sometimes, this team can win sometimes. But as soon as you start, uh, as soon as some of those players start cheating, it throws the balance of the game off. And restoring balance is not like you have to have a team full of cheaters and a team full of rule followers. That's not not the game. That's not balance. You have to have two. Yeah, everybody has to be a rule follower. It's the people who are not following the rules that, are throwing everything off and restoring balance would be eliminating the bad.
0: I know. And <clears throat> we can get really wild with speculating on this. Um, because we don't ultimately don't know how far they're going to take it. It's, there's a chance Balin goes on this journey and he gets there and there's nothing or, you know, he, he's expecting something that, that is there and that it isn't, or we, we don't really know. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're doing this under the idea that there is something, a future for Mortis. Um, also, so, and, don't don't
1: forget that Mortis is not Peridia.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Because Mortis was in a random location that, you know, Rex was there. In and the and known they, galaxy. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. where, where are we at? And then we're both in the same place, but we're clearly not in the same place. And then all of a sudden right. there's a, 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 Double-sided pyramid floating, and they get pulled into that, and it's like it's this whole thing. So it's like if Peridia, it seems like Peridia is sort of like the origin of maybe maybe something relating to Mortis or or to these force wielders. But at the end of the day, like they left there a long time ago. So yeah. he it's not like he's gonna walk over that cliff and be like, Oh, father, there you are. Right. You know, right. I almost feel like the power so again oh sorry. I feel like I'm just going off on a rant tonight. <laughs> no, it's all these things are firing in my well, head as we it... talk about it.
0: Well this this the the mountain statues of the two of them i don't know how what that means about the daughter one not being there whatever is that Mm -hmm. because the daughter still lives within ahsoka i don't know but to me that's just a symbol of this is ancient and the same way the statues of the laying jedi on Jeddah. it's like there's this ancient thing and it's that symbol of that so i think you're right that sort of whether it's peridia like what if cuz Peridia seems like this very barren place what if Peridia was initially the organic version of where those three were and then you know through the force you know they descend to Mortis and that is a, uh, an interdimensional thing i don't know it's getting wild where right? it's getting nerdy yeah. and it's getting weird let me uh, let
1: me get out this thought before i forget it because i had some questions on TRB live where, like this doesn't this doesn't line up. What, what's the story here? When, when Balin's skull talks about this thing that he's pursuing, he's like, "Power, you know. What's the line? Power that you could never, we could never dream of, or something. You know, more
0: than you've ever dreamed. Yeah, more than you have ever dreamed. He's talking about
1: this thing, whatever it is." And now that we're looking at him standing on top of the statue of the father of the son and the we're like, oh, he the, the fairy tales must be Mortis and the father and the power of the balance and all this other stuff. But I don't think that's the case, I think, because what fairy tale was Balin's skull being told in school that Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka all had never heard of? Because when they showed up to Mortis, granted, when it was all done, they've forgotten about it. But when they showed up to Mortis, they didn't know who any of these people were. They never encountered anything of those stories or heard anything about them. They found out about them. And then when it was all done, their memories were erased. So they can't even go back and start telling people about these crazy beings that were out there. Nobody knows about the father, the son and the daughter, you know, as far as like main characters go. There's lore, obviously, some people know, but not our main characters, not the Jedi, stuff like that. I have a feeling that the story of the power is just of that. It's like, oh, there is a big diamond that has all this crazy power or a sword or something, whatever it is. And it's there. And when you're on your way there, you're looking you know, at the hieroglyphics and the things on the side, and you're seeing all these images of pe- things that we know what they are because we've been paying attention to multiple stories in Star Wars. But to Balin walking through, he, he isn't looking at those statues and being like, boom, father, son, daughter. Yep, that's the story I heard. I'm on the right path. I think he just sees those statues and going, hmm, what are they pointing to? They must be uh, pointing to that ultimate power that I've heard about.
0: I feel like I need to rewatch Ahsoka just to revisit all of Balan's dialogue. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: We need because, a 10-minute montage of just everything that he said. Ser- it wouldn't seriously. even be 10 minutes. It would be like three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all his because, lines. Didn't he say something about something calling to him? Or I feel like it was something like that.
1: I know. Almost- Morgan said that Thrawn was calling to her.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought he said something like that. And how would he know that there was a power greater? You know what I mean? Like, he's not just guessing. He knows something. So, I, I yeah, I definitely got to rewatch Ahsoka. Literally just for understanding, trying to connect Imagine, the dots on Valen's yeah. journey.
1: It's like somebody saying... It's like somebody telling you and you growing up that there is this other world called Wonderland and it's this crazy place where all this stuff happens. You know what I mean? But, but they don't really give you any of the specifics because they just know that Wonderland exists and it's this crazy place. And you're like, oh, well, Wonderland doesn't really exist. But then suddenly one day somebody's like, oh, yes, this pathway, it's the path to Wonderland. And you're like, what? Wonderland? You don't know anything about the white rabbit. You don't know anything about Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But when you're there and you're like, you're you're in Wonderland. You're looking around, you're seeing all these things. And we as the audience know, yeah, that's the white rabbit. Oh, yeah, that's Tweedledee, Tweedledum. He's obviously in Wonderland. He's obviously on the path. But that character is just like observing what's around him. The only thing he's chasing after is that land or what you know, has been told to him about that land. What's what's in wonderland who told him? that's what, yeah. And that's another good question is like, how did the stories come to be? Which again proves my point of like, I don't think it's so much about Mortis or the father, the son or whatever. I think there's just like a bigger, greater story about this power that's in this other land in a distant galaxy you know and it yeah. sounds made up but you know we're we're watching the character walk that path and run into other entities that we've encountered because of other stories you know that back up the uh the truth of that place you- and that power but we don't we i don't think we've been introduced to what it actually is yet yeah Like the father or being the father might not be the ultimate power. He just might be a character in the story of that ultimate power. You know, maybe it is Abeloth or whatever, you know, when he unleashes that power, then, then this creature, this power, this entity has been released into the galaxy or something like that. And maybe he controls it, but it's one of those things where like it, it existing on its own, you don't need to know that Abaloth was the mother. You don't need to know that is, these other characters exist. They just are part of the story around what are telling
0: now. Is Mortis uh, in integral to the existence of the Force, or is it a trial for those worthy to understand what it means for the force to be in balance. Like in other words, is it a tangible thing, but it is a metaphor for the, the force and how it ex- covers the universe. Cause now we know the force exists in multiple galaxies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, because like when they come out of there and time didn't change and they don't remember it, I always sort of saw it as, that type of thing, almost uh, a way more a co- more complex version of, you know, Luke going to the cave or, you know, those sort of trials that we saw Jedi go through. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to learn more about it. I'm just a little nervous at how far they take it. Now, Balin's not going to go there alone. There has to be others involved. So like, does do, is there any chance like Ahsoka and Sabine... You know, maybe they don't go home through the world between worlds because uh, Felony doesn't want the world between worlds to be that easy. Because I think he spoke sort of to being limiting the world between worlds to be responsible in his storytelling. What if they go wherever Balin's going? You know, what if they're not done with him yet uh, and they get involved in this? Uh, so there, there's so many different ways it can go. I just can't see Balin going by himself. I can't see a reunion with Shin. In that regard, I think he has a different path and he made that clear. So at, at, as I think of it now, I can't help but think that Ahsoka will be pulled into this some way. And Sabine. I do think that it is very possible
1: that the next arc of the story could be... I, I don't want to spend all this time on Paridia, but you know, is season two... No, because Thrawn has to be part of Ahsoka too. You can't have the whole story be, you know, them chasing after and trying to stop Balin from unleashing this ultimate power. And we're going to watch all of season two and be like, but Thrawn, what is he doing? You know, maybe uh, unless Thrawn is about to just move over into Mandoverse full, full stop.
0: Yes. Like maybe. Yeah, I think so.
1: Maybe Thrawn is the villain for Mando season four. And when we come back to Ahsoka, they're
0: like, he's not even. Thrawn's not even a part of this. And that's why they killed Gideon. Yeah. Get him out from a story perspective. Get him out of the way. Thrawn comes in. Um, you incorporate, you know, dangers now to. And you could use Hera and Jason and, you know, maybe Zeb or, you know, who knows. But because. The they spent so much time on Peridia, Hera sort of took a bit of a back seat. Now you get her more involved. You get people more concerned about her. Ezra's there. Uh, Ezra's going to be there fighting Thrawn or helping the, the new yeah. Republic in, in however way he can. Uh, we're going to see live action Dathomir. So they're going to have to thread that needle going back and forth between Peridia and and the known galaxy more than they did in the back half of Ahsoka, where it was like 90% Paridia, 10%, or maybe even less, 10% known galaxy. Um, and the more we talk about it, the more I just don't see how they can't do an Ahsoka season two, because I, you can't just go from this into that movie. And I, I think these stories and these characters are too big to just try to pepper them into skeleton crew or Mando four, which Mando four is already loaded with a lot of characters. Uh, I mean, just Mandalorian in general, Uh, so much so that even the Mandalorian himself took a little bit of a backseat in Mando season three. Yeah. So it's
1: almost the Mandalorian for that season.
0: Right. Yeah. So I, I'm not really sure. I mean, there's, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here, but as we learn more, we'll have to expand upon it, but I don't know. It's interesting. Where,
1: you know, the one thing we haven't done is, you know, we talked a little bit about Carrie Fisher to begin with, but I remember we we had, like, there was, what, maybe five possibilities we had thought through, you know, where, like, they could recast, they could use old footage, they could uh, ignore, like, just write her off the scene, you know.
0: She dies it, off screen.
1: Kinda, yeah, it's, we're, going back to the original point, I think, like, no matter what we do, uh when we're discussing Balin, I think it's a disappointment in all categories, uh, unless you recast. I think that's the only thing that you can do, uh, in this case. So I do think that they're going to do that and we're going to get that story. Um, which then means what is that story? I mean, you, you don't think this was always the story for Dave. Like did, like, Ray's still alive. Everything's fine. You know, and he's like, he, he obviously wrote what was on screen was his story to be that Ray walks off into the sunset to find, go find something. And and that's the end of it. That's how Mm. I, that's his perspective on writing off that character. I don't think so.
0: No, I don't either. It feels um, weird.
1: It feels empty. And maybe well, that goes, would be bad. That would be bad is. writing on Dave's part where he was like, well, I hate to say it, but like that was always my intention that he just rides off into the sunset and we never, you know, it was supposed well, to be Well, we a know it wasn't red.
0: Because Ray Stevenson said like he's going on a journey and I'm not sure where it's going yet, but I'm excited to find out and you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, and so, again, there's no way. I'm not saying he had to tell everybody what every character was doing, but he had to have delivered something concrete in order for Disney to green light him directing a movie, a feature film uh, for this big IP. And he had to have been like, check out this series, this Ahsoka series. And they're, they're probably like, oh my God, this character's great. I can't wait to see him on IMAX and stuff. So he's like, yeah, he's going to play a big role in it. He's going to do this thing, that thing. So I'm sure that all exists somewhere on a hard drive or in Dave's head or, you know, whatever. I, I can't imagine him shifting uh, a character that that took everyone by storm. Maybe the second biggest uh, well-received new character besides Grogu on Disney live-action TV. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Who else? I mean, I would think Mando. I I would say that before season three. I feel like people have soured a little on Mando.
1: I mean, fair, but also just like, look at like how many Balin Skull Halloween costumes there are right now,
0: (laughs) you know? Well, Halloween hasn't happened yet.
1: (laughs) But I'm saying like... Are we are we really thinking that, you know, like the same as we did when Mando came out? That no, you're,
0: you're right. You're right. I mean, you're right. I,
1: I definitely think that that he I, your argument is that he was very well received among fans. That's absolutely true. I don't think he was quite as like it's almost different. You know what I mean? The way that like baby Yoda and Mandalorian took over. I mean, the show was called the Mandalorian and there was marketing everywhere with his face on it and stuff. Obviously, Ahsoka has this guy peppered in, you know what I mean? It's not called bailing skull, you know, and it's this huge hit series. I almost feel like Ahsoka might even be a better, well-received character where like lots of families are watching being like, we love Ahsoka now, you know, And it's like she's being received well. So is Balin, you know? It's just that I think we're excited about him because he's a villain, a good villain, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just through and through, just a well-written character, a well-performed character, cool look, uh, awesome fighting, gave you like, Little, like, hints of of Palpatine Vader with his temptation to Sabine. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of memorable moments. that, like, Loki, sort of, where you're like,
1: oh, he's bad, but I love him. Right, right. Because he does the right thing sometimes, you know, or whatever. whatever Yeah, and
0: he he has a sense of sympathy and he doesn't look back at everything as terrible he just knows that he doesn't want what has existed and it's a unique right. it's a very unique villain and how long have i've been saying on this podcast how long have we been saying on this podcast star wars has a villain problem and then we get this guy and freaking ray stevenson passes away so yeah. um it's it's tough i think we both have come to the conclusion and it'd be like giancarlo esposito dying after season 1 of mando yeah I know. Like, and, what? And, 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 <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. But I think we both come to the conclusion that a recast is probably going to happen. So I just hope whoever takes it um, gets you know treated well because you're coming into a tough spot and uh, honors you know the great Ray Stevenson because I, I've liked that guy for such a long time. Um, I'm actually going to rewatch uh, the Punisher movie he did uh, probably this weekend. But uh, we'll, we'll expand upon this as we learn more. But uh, any uh, final thoughts before I take us home? Um,
1: no, I don't think so. I think I've said all my piece on this situation as best I can, given yeah. where we're and- at.
0: Yeah, and I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the conversation and, and please let us know your thoughts. Do you think they're going to recast? Do you think they're going to uh, have him sort of written off, write off? Maybe do... I know people suggested, oh, they're going to continue him with books, comics. They could do that. Um, but I just think with that movie coming up, uh, there's probably things already lined up, especially with how many of these series are supposed to be involved and intertwined. But definitely let us know your thoughts on all of this, uh, including Will of the Force. Hit the comments on YouTube, hit us up on social media, email us, whatever you got to do. And of course, if you're a patron on the Discord, let's chat it up and have a good time. Uh, but thank you to everybody for listening and watching and being a part of what we got going on here. Uh, a special thanks to our Generals and Spice Runners on Patreon. Carmelo, John Ricci, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin. Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornack and the Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian and all our patrons in the base and just Love everybody. However you, however you take on uh, you take in TRB, thank you very, very much. Um, James, where are you at on social media? You can find me at Myra Trunks. And Lacey at Lacey Gilleran. uh, uh, It's Lacey Gillerin on TikTok. And uh, Johnny Hoey for me. And uh, my movie pod, just like the movies. uh, I believe in Uh, about a week or so or two weeks, we're doing the original Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm excited to do that. Um, All right, that is it. We hope everyone has a wonderful week. And remember, TRB Live is switching back to Thursday night. Uh, We are off season not off season but there's no live star wars show so we're going back to thursday nights so 8 30 east same spot thursday nights and then on your podcast feeds uh late thursday night but into friday morning so thank you everybody very much james good times and for Mm -hmm. everybody enjoy your weeks and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids